Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Do You Really Want to Grow Up? Presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on August 5th, 2018. We're so glad you're here. I hope you're excited. We're going we're gonna to start a new journey and uh, we're going to go on an adventure today and uh, begin this journey. It's going to be about six weeks for us and we're going to ask a whole bunch of questions with the hope that we learn more about what it means to pray, how we pray, and all that good stuff because prayer is key. This passage in 1 John 5, 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome come the world and it is our faith our faith in Jesus Christ and we draw deeper in love we draw deeper in faith as we gather in the presence of God as we seek to understand and know and gain all the insight that God has for us so this morning we're going to begin a journey and I'm excited about it I hope you are too because I know I need to grow in my prayer life and uh, I'm looking forward to all that God has for us so so this morning I thought we would start with just a kind of a simple but hard question and uh, it may not make sense at first, but hopefully after we read the passages and see what God has for us, it'll make a little more sense of why we need to ask this question. And simply just this is, is do I want to grow up? I want you to ask yourself, do I want to grow up? No, amen, me either. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't either. Nobody does. You know, it's kind of funny because this question is really important to our faith in regards to how we take our next step in faith. If we want to grow up, God is going to allow us and give us opportunity to do just that. But I don't know about you guys, but um, I, I'm, a, I'm a Toys R Us kid. You know, I, I just don't want to grow up. I, I love to play. I'll play anytime, any place, anywhere. I love to play games. You know, I started here as the youth pastor about 10 years ago. And I'll be honest with you, I miss it. Just for the fact that I don't get to play games on Sunday morning. So I even thought about bringing games every Sunday. We can play in the back before church starts. You know, some oversized ping pong or something. Or I don't know, something to have fun with. But I love to play. I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm a 20-year-old in a, in a 12-year-old's body. You know, get it? I don't know. I thought it was funny when I thought about it, but so, uh, so but we don't want to grow up. And you know, I always tell people that I'm a Toys R Us kid, and I just don't want to grow up. And so I, I thought for a moment, maybe I'll, I'll sing that little jingle for you. And so I thought I'm going to memorize it, and sing it. But I thought maybe I better spare you the 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 moaning and groaning that might come your way through this. So I thought I'd just share this video. So take a look at the screen here for just a moment. I don't want to grow up. More candy, more toys, oh boy, right? <laughs> Isn't that who we are? Don't we just love to play? We want to be a Toys R kid and we don't want to grow up. And really the fact of the matter is that we, we just like to have fun. And that's okay. God wants us to have fun. And I, I really understand that because growing up 
and doing what God tells us to do sometimes can be hard. Sometimes we just don't want to do it. And so this morning, we're going to look at a very key passage. So if you grab your Bibles, your iPads, your iPhones, whatever you use, there's Bibles under the chairs there for you. And I did want to make a, a little side note. Um, if, if you know somebody that needs a Bible or doesn't have one or you'd like to just gift it to them, those Bibles are there for you. Uh, you can take one home with you. You can gift it to someone. You could use it yourself if you like, but be uh, just know that you're more than welcome to have one of those and keep it, make it your own, personalize it, write notes in it. If you do write notes in it, make sure you don't leave it behind for somebody else, that you take it with you, so, because you own it now, <laughs> it's yours, but we want it to be a blessing, and we want those Bibles to be used. So we're going to be in the, the Gospel of Luke this morning, chapter 11, and we're going to look at the first 13 verses of this chapter, and there's some very important things for us as the church that Jesus is sharing with his disciples, and we're going to read that together, and then we're going to discuss a little bit of what Jesus is saying and how he is teaching us. So let's pray before we do that. Father, we thank you this morning for a new day. We thank you for the love and grace. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the teaching that comes from it, Lord. The things that you've given us through your word. It's so valuable, Father. And this morning we ask that as we seek to discover the things about prayer, about having a, a deeper, intimate prayer life with you, Father, that you would just speak to our hearts, that you would uh, just clearly give us the things that we need to do to take the next step of growing up in our faith and discovering the things that you have for us, Lord, and being willing, willing to take those steps this morning. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, and the, the, just the love and the hope and the faith that you've given us through him, and we pray that you would just guide our time this morning. We love you, and we praise you, and we do it all in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to read the first 13 verses together, and then we'll have a, a little bit of dialogue about it. Starting in verse 1, chapter 11, in the Gospel of Luke, it says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will, get, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one, with who, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his sons ask for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then who are evil, if then who are evil know how to give good, good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? See, if we want to grow up in our faith, we can take several things from this passage that Jesus teaches us here and apply them to our own personal lives. The first thing is that we can grow up in prayer. I want us to listen to verse 1 because it's important to see what the disciples are asking. He says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, 
And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us as John taught his disciples. See, that we know and understand that there were many in history that, that were had a really good prayer life. We learn from those that come before us, the great clouds of witnesses that have been, been before us. And here we see the disciples coming and watching Jesus pray, seeing how he's doing it after they've seen so many other leaders pray and guide them in prayer. And they ask him the question, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? Will you show us how we should pray? And then Jesus takes them on this little journey. He helps them to understand that, that, that there's a, a specific way that we should pray as followers of Christ, as, as people that seek to grow deeper and more intimate in our relationship with God. See, the disciples, uh, they saw the prayer life of Jesus and they wanted to learn from him. They were seeking to grow up in prayer. And it's interesting because if you look at, at history and kind of the, the, the time that they were in, usually the, the church leaders or the rabbi would, would help or create prayers that they would speak, right? Deuteronomy 6.4 is the, the, the prayer, the Shema that, that, that a lot of the Jewish people still pray today. And, and there's things that we use. We use the, the teaching in Matthew and we look at what he says here as he gives us a piece of it, as he does his great sermon on the mount, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We have all these examples, but the disciples wanted to learn from Jesus. They wanted to see what Jesus had to say about prayer. Well, in the same way this morning, we're going to look at the next few verses and hopefully give us a guide of how we should pray and the things that we should do in order to grow up in our prayer life. So what are some of the ways that we can begin? Well, I want to give us a, a little acrostic to work from as we grow deeper in our prayer. And it is in reflection to what Jesus is saying here in these passages. And it's just simply called acts of prayer. You may have heard of this. It's in your notes. But I'm just going to go through it real quick. And the A just equals adoration. Hallowed be thy name. Praise be to God. It comes from Psalm 68:35. C equals confession. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The T in Acts means thanksgiving. Psalm 69.30 says, Glorify him with thanksgiving. Praise him. The S equals supplication. Philippians 4.6 says, Make your request known to God. See, what we see here and what Jesus is telling us here in just a few moments is that, that our prayer life should be active. We should be active participants in this dialogue with God. And as we do that, we'll see and we'll realize that it will make a difference in our life. Our prayer life will change us. It'll create something different in us that wasn't there before. See, when we seek to learn from Jesus himself, when we seek to learn from God the things that he has for us, God will change us and he'll create in us who he wants us to become. And he... God will help us to mature in our faith. He'll help us to grow up. He'll bring us to that place of maturity where he wants us. Well, the second thing we see, and here, is, here it is, kind of the heart of the passage here where Jesus teaches us how to pray. And there are five verses, verses five through 10. It says, and he said to them, which of you has a friend 
Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. Listen to the story how he's guiding him. For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him and he will answer from within. Do not bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence. He will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and you will, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Do you see what Jesus is saying here? Do you see how Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray? I know there's kind of a lot of words in here, a lot of things that maybe don't make sense right off the bat, but if you kind of think about the dialogue and the story that Jesus is telling them, he's telling them to pray in a way that is full of enthusiasm marked by great intensity or feeling. See, that word impudence can be translated as, as growing up through fervent prayer. See, there's a difference there between fervent and persistent. And I think we really need to kind of clarify that because Jesus is telling us to pray with enthusiasm, with passion, with emotion, with feeling, in sincerity. He's telling us and giving us a picture of what that looks like. I, I pulled a, a few passages from the Psalm, Psalms and I thought I'd share them with us this morning because it'll kind of help us to take a look at, to see a kind of a picture of what Jesus is saying here as he tells the disciples how to pray. Psalm 88, verses 1 and 2 say, O Lord God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. See, that's a fervent prayer, a passionate cry, a plea of, O God, hear my words, hear my prayers. Then you see the psalmist in Psalm 131 and 2. He cries out, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. See, the Bible teaches us that Jesus himself prayed fervently. Hebrews 5 verse 7 the writer says, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. See, the story that Jesus is using in this passage is to help us to understand who God is exactly. See, he's given us a picture of this loving, this holy God that cares about you and I. And I want us to be clear I don't want us to make any mistakes. God isn't a friend who doesn't want to be bothered. Nor is the idea here that God will only answer if we are persistent in our prayer. See, it's a picture of a God that is willing and able and ready to answer. And this is why Jesus says in verses 9 and 10, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. See, the unwillingness isn't on God's part. 
it's usually on our part. Typically, we don't want to go before God and, and, and present Him with the things, our supplications, our requests, the things we want, because sometimes we don't think they're big enough or we think we can kind of handle them our own, on our own. But Jesus is telling us here, be fervent in your prayers. Come before God and cry out. Give Him your passion and your love and all that you are in submitting your requests. And see that God, God will open the door. God will provide the way. God will help you through the moment. And God will be with you as you go through this. You know, think about it. You know, I, I have two kids and they're not really kids anymore. They're, they're older now. But when they were younger, there was moments when my kids would come to me with all kinds of requests. They would ask me for some of the silliest, simplest things, you know. And there's times when, when I just simply said, no, we can't do that. But what's interesting between those moments and the moments when my kids would actually, and this would literally happen in our home, they would say, Dad, I, I need to talk to you about something. And so we'd sit down and we'd have our, our family meeting and we'd sit down and, and, and one or the other would, would be just very serious and you could tell they really thought this through and they would come before me with this, this kind of this impassioned plea of God, I mean, God. <laughs> that, that was a Floydian slip right there. So forgive me for that one. We're gonna have to edit that one out of the recording. <laughs> they didn't call me God, I promise. <laughs> they would say, Dad... Oh, that was a good one. That one's for the record books, right? They, they would say, Dad, you know, I, I've looked at this. I, I've done some homework. I've kind of really felt like this is what I need or what I want. And I just really, you know, with, with all my heart, we're hoping that you would help me, that you would be with me, that you would provide for me. You would, you would guide me or you would help me to take that next step. So I think... It's no different than the dialogue that we have with God. There's going to be moments when we come before God with some of the simplest of things and, and God will say yes and God will say no and God will say wait a while. But there will also be those moments when we come before God and we just cry out. And we say, God, please, I need this. I, I want this. and God, I, I need your help in these moments. And the Bible teaches us Jesus shows us here. He said, if you would only knock, if you'd only come, and if you'd only cry out, because God will provide. Again, I want to ask you this question. Do, do you really want to grow up? Well, if your answer is yes, then let's do it by applying this last part of our passage. And this is reflective of the story here that Jesus tells us and what he's saying in verses 11, 13, because growing up praying, as we grow up praying, we should grow up praying in God's spirit. See, because Jesus then goes on to say, he says, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? See, this portion of this passage is very important. What Jesus is saying here, He's saying as we come into the presence of God, as we grow up in our prayer life, as we pray fervently, God will provide. God will take care of. He'll give us those good gifts. The Bible teaches us that every good gift is from God. Every good gift is from above. 
And what, what better gift that you and I can have than the gift of God's Spirit? I want you to think about it this way. See, the Bible teaches us that we are the temple of God's Spirit. We are the temple of the living God. And God dwells in us. God, God lives through us. See, do you see the, the picture that Jesus is drawing here? He said, you know, you, you might ask for this, but God is going to give you something even better. God is going to provide for you in a way that you would just never even understand or, or comprehend. And I, I know there's many that sit in these chairs that have experienced those moments, those miracles from God, those moments when, when God just shows up in a, in a huge way and provides and gives and helps and gives us those good gifts. When God empowers us and, and strengthens us to, do, to be able to do the things that we never thought we could do for His glory. The moments when we felt so weak and so, so broken and so, so torn apart. When God intervenes and His Spirit just overcomes us and we're able to do some great things. See, God's Spirit lives in us. God guides us. And I want you to know from the very moment of salvation, the greatest gift that God has given you and I, salvation through Jesus Christ, at the very moment you give your life to Jesus, you have the power of God's Spirit. God's Spirit comes upon you. He fills you. And He lives in you. And He dwells in you. See, it's just up to you to walk in step with God's Spirit. Listen to what it says in Acts 10.45. It says, And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on who? The Gentiles. Even on you and I. See, this is a gift for everyone who believes in God. For everyone who takes that step of salvation. God's Spirit dwells in us and lives in us. See, this passage tells us that all who believe in Jesus are filled with God's Spirit. And then Romans 8 and 9 says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of God does not belong to Him. See, that's a, a character, it's a, it's a mark, an identity of a Christian, of a believer. Is us living in the Spirit, us walking in the Spirit, allowing God's Spirit to dwell in us. See, this church building isn't a place where God dwells in the sense that He comes into. We are that, that temple. We are where God wants to dwell. He wants to live in us. You know, our, our kids, they're so innocent, right? And they pray and they say, Jesus, come into my heart. They say, Jesus, I want to walk with you. Jesus, I want to know you. And God wants us to have that same childlike faith, trusting and believing that God lives in us and dwells in us. And it's by the power of God's Spirit that we pray. I want you to turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Listen to what God does for us as we grow up in prayer. Verses 17 and 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17. 
says, For us to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in what? In the Spirit. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all of the saints. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of God's Spirit, His Word, and pray in the Spirit. Grow up praying in God's Spirit. See, God has given us the Spirit. He's helped us and given us everything that we need for this life. And really, if you think about it, prayer is key. Prayer is important. Because prayer is the moments that we'll spend in the presence of God having a dialogue and not just asking for the things that, that we want or need, but listening for the things that God wants to do not only in us, but through us. And this is why Jesus says this in this passage in chapter 11. This is why he says, when you pray, say this, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. See, Jesus is guiding us. He's teaching us. He's given us a model for prayer and how we should pray. He's helping us to grow up in our faith. See, and this prayer isn't given to us so we can just repeat it kind of nonchalantly, so we can kind of just chant it over and over thinking, well, I did that, so I should be good. No, no Jesus goes on to say, Hey, when you do this, do it fervently. Do it with intimacy and passion and a feeling and emotion of enthusiasm, knowing that you're in the presence of God. Knowing that you, you have the ability to, to sit with your Father and have a dialogue. And I don't know about you, but, but that should excite us. That, that should move us in ways that, that nothing else could ever move us. That should bring us to a place of understanding and knowledge, knowing that, that I, Floyd, can sit in the presence of my Father and just have a conversation, have a dialogue. That should want us, help us to want to grow up in our faith. Well, in just a few moments as, as we close, I just want to again ask you the question, do you want to grow up? Well, if you do, then just take the step of faith. And maybe, maybe your first step this morning is simply to say, Jesus, I, I've been running from you. I've been walking away from you and I've been living in disobedience to you. And in this moment, in this very time, I want to have a personal relationship with you. I want to turn from my disobedience, my sin, and walk with you and, and just simply asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins. So the Bible teaches us that God loves us so much that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross that if we were just to believe in him, that we would have eternal life. And he reminds us in the next verse, he says that Jesus came not to condemn this world, but to save this world. See, those are, that's a key verse for us to remember because 
the, the aspect of our sin is in condemnation for Christ, but it's redemption through Christ to lift us up, to elevate us, to draw us in to a deeper, more intimate relationship with Him. He came to save us from our sin. Maybe for you this morning, that, that's your next step. You know, maybe, maybe you've already taken that step and maybe your next step is simply to, to take the step in baptism. See, Jesus himself was baptized. Water baptism, baptism, baptismo, just simply means to be immersed. See, baptism is just a reflection of, of a picture of the old life being killed and, and, and dying to sin and being resurrected into this new life that Jesus is offering you. It's growing up in faith. Well, maybe it's just as simple as, as maybe you just need to spend more time with God. Maybe it's just as simple that I just need to just grow this relationship that, that God has given me with Him, that I don't, I don't spend enough time with Him. Whatever step that is, I, I want to challenge you. As we go on this journey over the next several weeks, take that step. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up in faith and do it. Do it not, not by what you think you need to do. Do it by what, what God's word says we need to do. See, because Jesus is teaching us here. He's guiding us. He's helping us to understand the things that he has for us. Because it, remember, all of the good gifts, they come from him. And the greatest gift that you and I could ever have is salvation through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no greater gift than you, can, you and I can have. And that gift was meant to be shared. So you and I will share that through the power of God's Spirit. Well, let's close by just praying together and asking God to, to guide us and to help us to know just what that next step is for each and every one of us. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your love and for your grace. Father, even though we are all Toys R Us kids and we don't want to grow up, we still want to play and we still want to have fun. Father, we know that we can grow up in faith. That living with you is the greatest gift, the greatest life that we could ever live. The most fun and the greatest moments we'll ever experience will come through that personal, intimate relationship with you, Father. So this morning we give you thanks. We give you praise. Lord, thank you for calling us into this relationship. Thank you for, for bringing us into these moments when we get to worship you, we get to sing praise to you, Father, when we get to open up your word and discover the things that you have for us. Lord, thank you for stirring our hearts and filling us with your spirit and showing us the things that you have for us. Lord, thank you for the gifts, the gift of salvation, the gift of your spirit the gift of family. Father, we, we thank you so much for all that you are. This morning we come before you as a broken people, Father. We, we have hurt, we have pain, we have sickness. Every one of us here is, is dealing or wrestling through some type of moment, some type of season in our lives. Father, but we know that you have victory and that victory comes through Jesus Christ. So Father, as, as we lift up these prayers, right where we sit, as we, we lift them up to you, the, these prayers and these requests, Father, we ask, we ask that you would heal us, Father, that you would forgive us, 
that you would wash us clean. Father, that you would make us new. Father, that you would strengthen us. Father, you would remind us of the love and the grace and the hope that you've given us. Father, whatever it is, whatever we need in these moments, Father, we ask, we knock. Father, we trust and we believe that you love us, that you care for us, and that you will provide for us in every way. And whatever the answer is, Father, whatever you tell us, whatever way you lead us, whatever next step that you have for us, Father, we will trust in you and we believe in you and we will take that next step knowing you are faithful in all things. Lord, this morning, we affirm our faith in you, our trust in you, our belief and understanding and knowing that you are God. Lord, we thank you for your provision in every way. And in just a few moments, Father, as, as, we, uh, as we, we give to you, Father, through our tithes and our offering, Father, I pray that your name would be glorified, that your name would be blessed. And look, Father, we would respond to you in the way that, that you're stirring our hearts to respond. Father, that we would listen to the things that you have for us. And that we'd, we would be, be children that seek to, to understand and to know the things that you have for us. Lord, we thank you for this. And we thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.